I think resilience is going through pain, going through suffering, but getting something out of it. Getting something like, does it grow you? Adversity, most of the time, it happens because of the decisions that we make. But sometimes there's just adversity that just comes, which is like a roadblock. And if you can find a way to get over it, to get through the roadblock, the adversity, is I think about like how much stronger I will be once I get past it. Because it's not going to be there forever. Fasten your seatbelts and return your seats to their upright positions. We are now beginning our final approach to The Ginny Show. say life is a repetitive cycle of highs and lows. And some may even ask, wait, you guys have highs? What if we could change our mindset to see the lows in life as opportunities instead of threats? Today we're joined by Alex Molden, former NFL football defensive back for the New Orleans Saints and San Diego Chargers. Alex's career started off with a roller coaster of highs and lows, a roller coaster that derailed and sent him straight to surgery. Alex, would you mind sharing with us that life changing experience that you had? You know, that day that you first appeared on television on that field. Oh, man. Okay. You're taking me back. So, the Independence Bowl, actually, that was in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. You know, Shreveport in late December kind of rainy, a little wet. The field was a little wet. And, you know, I'm a 19-year-old sophomore. And so we're playing in this bowl game. It's the first time that my mom and my brother get to see me play on TV. And so, you know, I'm out there, I'm doing my thing, but something that really cool happens Right. Pattern. That might be intercepted. It is. Alex Molden has the pick. I end up getting an interception, which helps my team. I not only got an interception, but I scored a touchdown. All of a sudden, you know, I'm helping my team. We're winning. And then the camera is put on me. Right. You know, it's, it's put on me. I got my helmet on. And you know what everybody says, right? When you get the camera on you, you always say, Hey, mom. So, <laughs> so I, I, I did that, right? But then about 25, 30 minutes later, something happened. And it happened where I was doing my thing. I already had success. I was on the big screen. I had the cameras on me. And so now what happens is I end up getting cut blocked. So typically, there's a, two different ways how to block. You can stock block where they block you up high or it's a cut block when they cut your feet from underneath you. And we're taught to defend both. But mm-hmm. because I just scored, a, I got an interception and scored a touchdown, I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm starting to skip processes and I skipped a process. And when I skipped that process, 
I got injured. You know, I'm, I'm laying on the ground. I'm laying on the turf. I'm thinking like, man, this really hurts. <laughs> right? Yeah. This really hurts. I'm not going to be able to finish this game. I'm not going to feel, you know, be able to help my team. Well, I end up getting walked to the uh, locker room. And then the doctor tells me that I've torn. It looks like I've torn my ACL. And so a torn ACL is back in, you know, the early 90s. I thought that was like a death sentence. I thought that I would never be able to play football at a high level again. Wow, that is literally from hero to zero in almost no time. You know, one minute the cameras are on you and the next minute it's the medical team that's on you. I mean, how do you process that shock, that sudden change from high to low? What was it like? I'm going to tell you, it was really quiet. No, there was people in the stands, but when it happened, it got so quiet. My eyes were where they were supposed to be. The football is a lot of like uh, reads and keys. So you make your read, you watch your key, and typically it's just one person, and then that gives you information. And I remember watching that play happen, and it was like I can, everything slowed down, and it was like, man, I can predict the future. I saw the ball, I was like, if he throws it, I, I can't believe he's throwing it. I'm right here. And then everything just went like quiet. The ball touched my hands. I wish I could say that uh, I ran 99 yards. Uh, Jeannie, uh, it was about seven <laughs> yards. Right. I basically, but it felt like I 99 in the moment. <laughs> I basically walked into the end zone. But then the crowd went bananas. So it was quiet. And then the crowd went bananas. And that's where, I don't know if it was just me, but my hearing came back, I guess. <laughs> and it was just loud and it was amazing. So that was Alex's high. And then came the low. So that was the highest of the highs. But 30 minutes later, it was the low of the low. Like I was crying, of course, you know, I couldn't, you know, I thought that that was it. I thought that, you know, my football career was over. And so that that really like, man, that that shook me to my core. And it made me start to kind of question myself like, man, this this football thing, this isn't not this isn't forever. And my yeah. identity at the time was like it was just wrapped into that. And this is where you learned that value of resilience, right? Like, how did you manage to switch up your mindset? How did you manage to change your perception of seeing this low point in your life as an opportunity? So I didn't used to think like this, but I look at adversity. I said, what is the advantage? Because there's always an advantage of going through struggle, going through adversity. And my advantage, I didn't know it at the time, but I went through rehab. So the rehab is very, it's slow, it doesn't, you know, you're doing a lot of stuff at a basic level. You know, I was meeting with our strength and conditioning coach, Coach Radcliffe. I, I just had him one-on-one -on -one for one hour a day for like six or seven months. And everything we did was very small, wasn't like advancing like I thought, but I needed that. I needed that small, those small steps, those little bitty wins each and every day. 
and come to find out about it is I got a chance to work with him. I did not know at the time he was a world renowned strength and conditioning coach. Like he, he wrote books, he was traveling the world talking about plyometrics and I got a chance to create a relationship. Now here's the thing, I didn't get to choose that relationship. And there's sometimes where there's relationships that are put on you. And that was one that was put on me. But because of that relationship, I came back a better athlete. I was faster, I was stronger, I was quicker. All that after that adversity. I'm so happy that that, that happened. Now, I don't want to have two screws put in my knee. I don't suggest people, you know, tearing up their knee and they got to get screws and put in their knee and whatnot. But when we go through adversity, there's always something that can be linked to it. And I call it an advantage. It's just, it, it all depends on like the type of mindset that, you, that you're going to have. But we get to choose the mindset. Being a 19-year-old at the time, it could not have been easy going through that. So let me know, Alex, how did you manage to keep your head up? change your perception and walk out the other side, a better man and athlete. Oh, absolutely. To go through that. And, and now, cause it happened in December, I had my surgery in January. Well, in April, we start off like our spring football practice. That's a chance for others to be able to kind of earn their stripes, kind of show the coachings, what they can do and how they've grown so then they can get on the field. Well, I miss that. I'm on the sidelines and I'm watching these guys working their butt off and learning and getting coached to take my job. And so that was like, oh, yeah. so yeah. I couldn't be out there on the field to do those things, to go through those skills and those drills. But I can do just as much by watching film by watching yeah. our opponents, watching myself and not just the good stuff. That's that's you know, we all want to see all the good stuff that we do. But what about yeah. the mistakes that I made during a year? Yeah. If I can watch that and see those mistakes, take notes and ask myself, why did those mistakes happen? Where were my eyes? Where I was I doing everything that I could in terms of like effort, but also like putting my eyes in the right places I got to ask myself these questions. And when I start to ask myself those questions, but then answer them, I start to get a deeper knowledge of the game, which I couldn't yeah. be out there with my teammates during spring ball to learn. But I actually, I was learning more by stepping out and watching film and watching myself, not just doing all the great stuff, but the mistakes that I was made. And that grew me, which I'm, I'm very appreciative of. And so this was an opportunity for you to reflect and make changes that would alter your life going forward. And it's a continuous process, right? Managing experiences, staying positive. Looking for those wins. And those wins can come in relationships. Before, I didn't care what, what people thought about me. And to be honest, like my, the relationships, a lot of them were all transactional. Well, I, I've changed the way I view relationships now. I want to make it like truly relational. And yeah. I practice it. And we, we, we all have the ability to practice being the person that you want to be. I do mine yeah. by when I go to Starbucks. They're so yeah. friendly, honestly, anywhere I go. And instead of just hit, here's my card or here's my money, is I try to get to know them. Hey, how you doing? 
How's your day going? Like we can practice being somebody, the person that you want to be. Now we just got to ask the question, what does that look like? It's powerful and it's, thing, and it's something that I try to do it every day. But you said a word and it's intentional. That was the word that you use. Yeah. And a lot of us, we're not intentional with how we show up. We're not intentional with the type of character that we want to show or be. We're not intentional with the relationships. We're not intentional with our words because our words are very impactful. But once we start to think about it and be intentional with how you want people to feel mm. when they see me or when they hear my voice, that's very powerful. So Alex, after your recovery, you played for the New Orleans Saints, right? But you also played for the San Diego Chargers later. So what was that like, the transitioning from one city to another? Did you also experience that when you moved to San Diego? I think going with San Diego, right? Yeah. And it was different times because, you, know, you know, we're talking about when I got injured, I was 19. Now I'm going to San Diego, I'm 27. And before then, I was, in, I was in New Orleans with the New Orleans Saints. Now I'm with the San Diego Chargers. So San Diego is a lot faster. People drive faster. The sun is gleaming. You got seagulls everywhere. The sound of it, you're close to the water. You know, the ocean, I'm playing golf and the waves are crashing and I'm hitting a nice nine iron. Everything was, was, was a little bit faster, but it was just like, man, this is like, that was a blessing to be in San Diego and being able to get paid a lot of money doing something that I love, playing football. So yeah. moving there, it was just, it was more than a dream come true. So it seems that you were pretty happy down in San Diego. What made you decide to leave the sun and the sea and trade it for the cold and rain in Portland? We decided to move up to Portland because it's closer to family and family's really big for us. Of course, it's, it was cheaper. So moved up to, to Portland, Oregon. You know, yes, there's rain, but that keeps the yeah. prices down, right? <laughs> but there's, there's rain. Yeah. But like in the spring and summer, Oh, early fall, it doesn't get any prettier. Plush, greenery, we're like an hour away from the Pacific Ocean. You got mountains everywhere, it was beautiful. But all that, and we move up here, and that, that moment, like, cause I was still trying to figure out what was next for Alex Molden, the yeah. former NFL player. It wasn't just playing golf. I thought it would be cool just play golf, pick up my kids from school, volunteer you know I thought that was that's what former NFL players do yeah and yeah. that got that got old real quick and I ended up um, applying for a job at a nonprofit, and I thought that that was you know I'm giving back right it was an entry-level position I'm giving back and I go on this job interview and you're talking about transformational moment right well there's different relationships there's different conversations that when it's intentional, you can change the trajectory of your life and people's lives. In this moment, I didn't know. I didn't know it was coming. But when you open up and you're vulnerable, things can change. Your whole outlook can change in an instant. And mine came on a job interview where I'm going on this job. So I'm trying to get, you know, employment. You know, I did all my research on the nonprofit. 
And when I went in there and going through the, the process, I'm answering all the questions, right, about the nonprofit. When it started, who they serve, how they raise money and all that. I got that. I'm nailing it. But then <laughs> yeah, yeah. when the conversation flipped and she started asking me deeper questions about who I am, that's when I was left clueless. Being a football player and doing it since I was 12 years old, and I was a late bloomer. I didn't start playing football until eighth grade, but I'm 12 and then now I'm 35. And a lot of who I am is wrapped up into my my ability and that yeah. platform and my knowledge all in football, but not enough knowledge of myself. And at the end of this interview, it was like 15, 20 minutes long. This lady who doesn't know me, just met me. First of all, she told me I wasn't getting a job, entry level. And then second thing she said was, Alex, before you go on any more job interviews, you need to find out exactly who you are. Wow. And when those words came out of her mouth and hit my ears, it hit my soul because she was telling the truth. And I got up, she walked me out the door and told me good luck. And I went to my car and it was a badass car. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Seven series <laughs> BMW. Yeah. But at the time, it didn't, none of that mattered. I had millions in the bank, multiple homes, multiple cars. And I sat in that car and I cried my, I, I wept, banging my hands on the steering wheel. None of that stuff mattered. The money, it didn't matter. Trying to find out who I am, trying to find my purpose. That's what, because she was asking me those questions like, Alex, what's your purpose? What type of, you know, what wakes you up in the morning? What type of impact you want to have on this world? Yeah. yeah. I, I kept coming up empty. I didn't know. Alex, you mentioned something about wealth and fame not defining you as a person and how you need to figure out yourself internally. I would love to hear your opinion on the recent, and by recent I mean in this year, the Chris Rock-Will Smith incident at the Oscars. You know, the slap that was heard around the world. I have a different way of thinking because of what, I, what I've went through in my life. What I now coach on, I coach on leadership. And when you boil it down, leadership is influence. And so there's different influencers. And I'm sure if you look back at your life, whether it's a young, young girl or now, we're influenced by different things. One of the biggest things that I'm influenced now by is character. And so when you boil character down, it's who you are. We think that we know people. Will Smith, Chris Rock, we know what they do, right? So we know their platform, but who they are, we think we know who they are. We really don't. It's more about environments. In different environments, our character, who we are, shows up. Case in point, I don't think in that environment, Will Smith never practiced, never thought about how he would react, right? In that environment, like, man, what if, because he goes to these award shows, typically the, the host is a comedian, so he's going to crack some jokes and whatnot, and sometimes you're going to be the butt of the joke. You need to know yeah. the environment, yeah. right? You need to know that environment. Yeah. And then how you're going to react, you're going through it, being intentional. And so people say, like, that's out of his character. I was like, no, no, nah, I don't believe that. That is mm -hmm. part of his character. He just never seen, we have never, or maybe even him, he's never been in that environment before. Yeah. 
right? Wow. I know because I was a freshman in college and I was coming back home to spend time with my mom and my stepdad. My stepdad was abusive. He's alcoholic and whatnot. And that was one of the reasons I left because I couldn't be close by because I would hurt this man. And so I had to leave. My first summer back home, I remember like we're, you know, we're in our, in our home and talking with my mom and then I hear some loud voices like some arguing going on and then I hear some thumpings like somebody falling down the steps and I'm like I have a twin brother he's smaller than me he's smaller than my stepdad and I switched in my mind something went off and I'm not going to say I blacked out I'm going to say I saw red I didn't think, I felt. And I went down there and I started to beat the living hell out of my stepdad. I could have killed that man. I never went, put myself in that environment. So that's part of my character. I know it's there. So now I try to, I try not to put myself in those type of environments. So the more that we know what our limits are, what you can handle and what you can't handle, now you can be okay do I want to be in this environment or I shouldn't probably go here or I shouldn't make a relationship with this person because they can put me in a different environment but the most powerful influencer is intuition how we feel it's also the most unstable I felt threatened I felt like something somebody was close to me was threatened so I felt a certain way and that yeah. made me act a certain way instead of me thinking, should I do this? Should I use my words? Should I try to figure out what's going on? Try to use my words to dissipate things? No, I felt. And that's how, that's why the prison system is jam-packed where people who don't think, they confuse feeling for thinking. I think it's safe to say that through the revelations of your life journey and even your job, you were quite a big influencer. So as an influencer, with many people looking up to you, would you say that there are certain things that other people value that you don't? Something most people value that I don't is I don't value your celebrity. I don't value platform. Platform is what you do. And being a professional athlete, I've seen it for years. Like people look at me differently when I was playing, but deep down, I was an asshole. But then being on the other side, while I'm working with these professional athletes, like elite athletes in football and basketball, that doesn't move me. A lot of them are just like me. They don't know who they are. And so, yeah, so for people, you can tell me how successful you are. I don't, that doesn't move me. Who you are, who you are moves me. How you communicate. Are you intentional with how you make people feel? Well, Alex, I think our listeners not only got lessons in how to deal with the highs and lows today, but they certainly learned a few lessons in humility too. Jeannie, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. You've been doing such a magnificent job. The questions that you do, the person that you are, you are genuine and it's so refreshing. We always look at celebrities as if they are deities. We put them on golden thrones and bow to what we perceive to be their perfect lives. But we need to be reminded that if there is one thing that unites us, 
that levels out the playing field for all, it's that we all suffer from the same human condition. We all have moments of glory and we all have moments of gore. We strive for better, but we're anchored sometimes by anxiety, which is caused by our insecurities. Who we are goes beyond what we do for a living. It is who we are inside, and most of the time, we don't know who that is. The most we can do is continue to find out who that person is and what they need, finding out what works and what doesn't, and how we can learn from our lows to find more highs. Thanks for tuning in, my friends. I'll see you soon.